0: great pastor, don't we? Amen. It makes showing our appreciation so much easier. <laughs> Personal note. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't do that on purpose because I wanted to tell pastor how I felt in person. I said this last time, last year I've said the same thing, I'm going to say it again. Um, Pastor Keith, even before he was a pastor of the church, was there for me. Through the hardest and roughest parts of my life, he was there. He showed me love. He showed me compassion. He lifted me up in prayer. He didn't judge me, regardless of what it was that I was going through. He held me up, not just as a pastor, but as a friend and a brother, And because um, because of that, and because his parents were kind enough to adopt me, uh, I I view Pastor Keith as as almost like an older brother. So I've been showing him what it feels like to have a younger, annoying brother. (laughs) And his patience and his love, they're boundless because he has yet to hit me, so. (laughs) But that's, Pastor, I love you. Those words don't come easy for me for various reasons. God knows why, but I can say very clearly up here that, Pastor, you and your family have my love. Thank you for always being there. So how how do we show our appreciation to our pastor? How do we help our pastor be the pastor that God called him to be? Because remember, this is a two-way street, right? This is a two-way relationship, pastor-congregation. We have a relationship together because God placed Pastor Keith in our lives to be our pastor. God put him here. God put him here. So he is literally God's gift to us. Him and his family are God's gift to us. So how how do we help him? If you want to be an obedient believer in Christ, if you want to be a believer, a Christian, you have two choices. Number one, you can be a pastor of a Bible-preaching, Bible-practicing church, right? That's what we are, right? That's what this church is. We have a Bible-preaching, Bible-practicing pastor, don't we? That's what he does. Everything that he provides to this body of Christ is rooted in Scripture. Right? So you can be that, or you can be a Bible-practicing church. That's you. You can be a Bible-practicing church. According to the Word of God, you need your pastor, and he needs you. According to Scripture, we need each other. Here are some ways that you can be a tremendous help and a blessing to Pastor Keith. Number one, pray for him and his family. You notice that is number one. That is the most important thing that any and all of us can do for our pastors. Pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for his family. Every single day that you, that you remember, pray for our pastor. He needs it. He needs it. He is doing God's work, and because he's doing God's work, the enemy has, comes against him every single day. Every single day, the enemy is, is um, trying to come against him and his family, and the pastor and the family need your prayers. Need your prayers. In James 5.16, it says the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Your prayers matter. Your prayers make a difference. Not just in the pastor's life, but in the, in the difference in the body of Christ. So we need your prayers. In Hebrews 4.16, it says, Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. You can come to the very throne of God with confidence thanks to what Jesus has done for you. Amen. Right? He saved you. He cleansed you with his precious blood that he shed on Calvary. He made you whole. He made you new. He made you different. So now you can come to the Father with uh, boldness. You can do that. And when you come to the, to the throne of grace with boldness, with confidence, you can uh, receive mercy and find grace and to find help in the time of need. Right? So that's why we lift up our pastor. Because we can actually, when we get on our knees... Before the Lord, we are literally doing that before the throne of grace. So when we lift up our pastor by name and his family to the Lord in prayer for protection, for guidance, for wisdom, for strength, for courage, we are doing that right in front of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? That's wonderful. How else can we do it? We can show up for the preaching of God's word. What, we, what does that mean, showing up? Does that mean just coming to the service and sitting there? No. It's being actively involved in what the Lord has for us through the pastor. Right? That's what we do. We come here ready, ready to receive what God has for us that he has given to us through our pastor. So pastors are commanded to feed the flock. He, pastor feeds us. He feeds us the word of God, right? However, they are not commanded to make home delivery. We're here, we need to be here, right? We need to be here. The pastor cannot feed you if you do not show up for the meal, Right? You have to be here. You have to be here to eat, right? He's not going to package it up and take it to your house and do home delivery. He doesn't do that. He's, he's not Grubhub, as far as I know. <laughs> he's not Grubhub. He's not going to bring it to you. You have to come here. You have to receive the word of God here. You have to eat the meal that God prepared for you here. You have to be here. That's the best way that you can show support for our pastor. In 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, it says this. Therefore, I exhort the elders among you, as your fellow elder and witness of the suffering of Christ and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight not under compulsion, but voluntarily according to the will of God, and not for the sordid gain, but with eagerness. We know that our pastor is not here to lift up his own name. We know that. We have a pastor that is humble. We have a pastor that loves the Lord. We have a pastor that lifts up the name of the Lord, not his own name. We have a pastor that's more intent on and more concerned for your souls than he is filling these seats, right? So how do we honor him with that, for that? Show up, show up, right? Show up to receive what God has for us, right? This is not a social club. This is, this is not uh, you know, a place where you come to relax, to get away from everything. No. This is a training ground. This is a training ground. This is where you come to prepare yourself to be ministers of Christ. And our pastor has been given the responsibility to do that for us, to, to train us in the way that we should go, right? So he does this voluntarily. He doesn't have to be here. He doesn't have to be here. It could be anybody that's here, but but pastor has a burden for this community and for this church, and he's here. So he follows God's will. He follows God's will, and he's here. He's here. Number three, pick a ministry and be faithful. That is something that we've been, uh, this church has been pushing for, I believe, two to three years now. Pick a ministry and be faithful. What do I mean by pick a ministry? There are a lot of ministries in this church that need to be accomplished. Everything that needs to happen in this church is a ministry, right? Everything from vacuuming the floors, cleaning the toilets, all of that. Teaching Sunday morning, right? Teaching Wednesday night, right? Ushers, sound systems. Everything that you can think of is a ministry. And if God's calling to you to be a part of that, be faithful in it. Be faithful. It is a ministry and should be considered a ministry of God, regardless of what it is. Right? So how do you support the pastor? Pick a ministry and be faithful to it. Stick to it. Stick to it. There are going to be days and times when you just don't want to do it. You just don't feel like it, right? You just woke up one morning and you just, "Ah, I just don't want to do anything. But be faithful anyway. Be faithful anyway. What What God has called you to do. Pick a ministry and stick to it. In John chapter 12, verse 26, it says, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So, pick a ministry and be faithful to it, regardless of what it is. Remember, when we do ministry, we're not doing ministry so that we can get our name out. And become famous or become well known. We're not trying to establish our own names. When we're into ministry, we're trying to establish the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the best way that you can you can honor and show appreciation and support our pastor is by picking a ministry in this church and being faithful, day in and day out. That's the way. You, that's the way you support our pastor. Next one, obey the Lord in your stewardship. Stewardship means your giving. Stewardship means uh, your offerings and your tithe. Be faithful in that. Every paycheck, every paycheck, every time you get paid, tithe. Tithe to the Lord. The church needs your offerings for the Lord's work. Imagine what this church does. Think about what this church does when it comes to giving. How this church reaches the entire world. Small Glacier Valley Church of God in the middle of uh, nowhere Alaska. Reaches the world. You reach the world. You helped rebuild a church in New Zealand. Right? You helped send Bibles in the native language to the Middle East. You helped an orphanage in South America. Among all kinds of other things that you do, you, this church goes to the glory hall and ministers to the homeless. This church has gone out and done street ministry and gone door to door to pray for people. That is a wonderful thing. But that takes your support also in stewardship. You are only, we were only able to do all of these things because you are generous. Because you gave, right? The only way that church was able to be helped in New Zealand is because you gave. The only way that orphans in South America were able to be ministered to and get clothing and food and shelter and all the things that they need is because you gave, because you were faithful. More importantly, you need to be obedient to the Lord and give it. The Lord will put in your heart how much you need to give. And, he, and the Lord asks you to give it with joy. The Lord loves a cheerful giver, doesn't he? If every church member were obedient about giving, churches would be looking for more good ways to use the Lord's money. Right? If we were all as faithful as God has asked us to do, we'd have so much money, we'd, we'd be actively looking for ways to help the world. That's what we're shooting for. Missionaries would go to the field in weeks instead of years. I don't know if you're acquainted with how missionaries operate, but missionaries will often spend one to two years trying to raise enough money to go overseas or go to another country or wherever they need to go to provide missionary services just for one year. Now, if we were obedient to the Lord in our giving, our tithes and our offerings, we would be able to get them out there in weeks instead of years. In 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 and 7 says this, Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, will never will never force you to give. Never force you to give. You've heard me say it many times up here, if you're not willing to give with a joyous heart, God doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. So we give, we give with joyful in us in our hearts. We're not and we're not compelled to do it. For God loves a cheerful giver. Right? Teach your children to respect the pastor. That's a good one. That's a good one. Honor, respect, and obey your pastor. God has placed him in the office of pastor, and our office is worthy of respect and honor. So how do we teach our children to do it? By doing it ourselves. They need to see us honor. They need to see us respect. We need to, they need to see us obey our pastor. If we do it, they'll do it, right? <laughs> we have to be the example. What does that mean? That means if the little kids, now, we kept them in here on purpose this morning because we wanted them to be a part of honoring and showing appreciation to our pastor. But, we, but if they see us in and out, in and out, in and out of, of the sanctuary every day, getting up, going to get water, going to the bathroom, doing whatever, they'll do the same thing. They'll treat this place not like a sanctuary it is, but they'll start to treat it like a theater, a place of entertainment. That's not what this is. That's not what this is. So what do we need to do? I know this is sounding tough, but it needs to be said. What do we need to do? We don't need to be going in and out. We are examples to the little ones. When they see us intently listening and absorbing what the pastor has for us, they'll do the same thing. They'll do exactly the same thing. They'll follow our lead. So when we honor, respect, and obey our pastor, the kids will do the same thing. In Hebrews 13, 17, it says, Obey your leaders and submit to them. For they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. Ooh, that's some strong stuff, isn't it? Let's read that again. Obey your leaders and submit to them. For they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. I can tell you this from personal experience. The pastor loves you so very much. Amen. He cares about your soul so very much as if, he, as if it was on him, his responsibility. Now it isn't. It's your personal responsibility to where your relationship with Christ is. But the, Lord, but the pastor loves you so very much that he takes it as if it's his responsibility too. That's how much he loves you. So we obey him. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. Increase your love for your church family. This is something Pastor Keith preached on, I think, last Sunday or the Sunday before, I think. The importance of fellowship. The importance of fellowship with one another. Jesus taught that the world would recognize us as his followers by the love that we have for each other. So uh, the question arises from this. When we fellowship with one another, are we fellowshipping with each other just in the confines of this building? Or are you fellowshipping with each other outside too? Are you inviting each other to your homes to share a meal? Are you getting together with each other to go on a stroll or whatever? Are you spending time with each other outside the confines of this building? Are you fellowshipping with each other? Believe it or not, if you're doing that, you are honoring the pastor of this church. Increase your love for your church family. Your love for for this congregation, your, your love for each other, cannot be confined to this building. Right? If you see each other out in the out in the streets, love each other. Love each other. Jesus said that people will know that you're my disciples by the love that you have for each other. So if you show each other love, people will see that and they'll be attracted to that and say, "What's going on here?" Give you a chance to share the love of Christ. First John one six and seven says. If we say that we have fellowship with him, in the scripture the word him is capitalized, so that's talking about God the Father. He says, if we say that we have fellowship with him, or God the Father, and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. When you have fellowship with one another, it is a direct reflection of your relationship with Jesus Christ. You realize that? When you have fellowship with each other, whether it's in this church or outside of this church, it is a direct reflection of your relationship with Jesus Christ. It says, uh, And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Praise the Lord. So we we honor and respect and lift up our pastor and we appreciate our pastor and we show that by increasing our love for each other. We love each other, right? That means you have to love me too. Sorry, it's just the rules. You can't get around that. You gotta love me. Pastor, you gotta love me. I annoy you, but you gotta love me. (laughs) Finally. This is a good one. This is the best one. Keep a positive spirit. Keep a positive spirit. De- determine to focus on the good things in life and the good things about your church. Amen. That's important. Determine. Make a determined effort to focus on the good things in life. You know, you may be going through hardships, but there are good things in your life too. Right? Focus on that. Focus on that. Focus on your relationship with Jesus. That, regardless of what's going around in the world, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how rough and tough it's, it's getting in your own personal life, remember that Jesus is with you. That's focusing on the good. Remember that Jesus is with you. He said he'd never leave you, he'd never forsake you, right? He's always with you. That's focusing on the positive, focusing on the good. Yeah, these things, are, these things are going on, but they're minor. They're temporary. We'll get through this, because Jesus is with me. So anybody can criticize. Critics are a dime a dozen, right? Anybody can criticize, but lift up one another. Be positive with one another. No gossiping, no gossiping. Don't gossip about each other. Lift each other up in prayer. Lift each other up in love. Right. Keep a positive spirit. Psalm one forty six five says this: "How blessed is he whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the is in the Lord his God." Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So no matter what's going on, come to this service with positive spirit. Why? Because Jesus is still on the throne. Why? Because Jesus is still Lord. Why? Because Jesus is still in control. There's there's so much reason to be positive, right? Be positive. This not only helps each other, but it helps the pastor, right? Right? So, there was seven ways that we can show our help our pastor. Now it's up to you to do it. That's up to you to do it. If you want a copy of this, I have it. You're welcome to uh, get it from me. I can email it to you or whatever. But these are very, very important ways that we can show appreciation to our pastor. So with that being said, I'm going to call the pastor and his family to come up. We got a couple things we want to do for the pastor. First, we have a simple certificate of appreciation. And we have a one hundred dollar visa gift card. Now, this comes with a condition. This comes with a condition. Pastor needs to use this to take his wife on a date. Uh, (laughs) So, what we're going to do to close service. what I'd like to do before we close services, what I'd, I'd like is for the prayer team to come up. We're going to surround the pastor. Pastor, if you and your family can come up from front here. We want to surround you and we want to pray for you. So our prayer team and anybody else that wants to come up and pray for our pastor, you're welcome to come up.